Welcome to the Intelligent Investing Podcast, where modern portfolio theory can suck it. A student of the school of Graham and Doddsville and a clergy member of the Church of Warren Buffett, here's your host, Eric Schlein. Hi, it's Eric Schlein. You're listening to the Intelligent Investing Podcast. And before we get started, I just want to say that this show is sponsored by Ticker, T-I-K-R, Ticker.com. You get access to 15 years of financials. This is something I use personally. It's a great research tool. They are in beta right now, and they have a free beta, which you could get by going to Ticker, T-I-K-R.com slash intelligent. I know many of you listen to this while you're in your car. If you don't have access to a computer right now and you forget the link, it's totally fine. A lot of value investors are using ticker.com, so get an invite code uh, from them. And that's something I love. I, I love the service a lot. The idea that I can get 15 years of financials, map out different ratios and see how ratios and valuations have changed over many years. I can look at news articles. I also get transcripts and not just the quarterly, the quarterly presentations, but I also get transcripts of the different presentations that they do that are not in their quote-unquote conference calls. So that's an awesome feature as well. So it's been an amazing research tool for me. It saves me a lot of time and I highly recommend it. They are also, we're testing on the screener right now. So I have access to um, testing this screener. So I don't know when that's coming up, but yeah, I've been playing around with that. It's a pretty nifty tool as well. So that's also in the future. So ticker.com, T-I-K-R.com, check it out. And with that due, we will go into this episode. So now I wanted to talk about the Discovery and Warner Media, uh, which is owned by AT&T. They're basically, they're combining and going to be creating a massive global entertainment leader. I think the deal is awesome. I actually, shortly after they announced, the stock started drifting down a little bit. It still has drifted down, but I, I bought a bunch of stocks. So it's, it's a fairly large position for me. Again, do your own due diligence. This is not a buy or sell recommendation. I'll just go into a little bit into my thinking uh, with this. I'm doing it by buying the Discovery shares. And you take a look at Warner Media, you take a look at Discovery. This literally creates one of the largest content libraries in the world. Pretty complimentary brand. So the market doesn't seem to like this. I think the market's wrong here, and I'll, I'll go into that in a little bit. But by having these two companies uh, merge... I think you do get better long-term growth prospects. And then obviously you get the increased scale, right? So you get the increased scale, you get the content synergies. And then I think they, you, the merge company is in a significantly better position for the streaming wars, which I think we're still in the early innings of. So it was interesting, right? So they announced this deal on May 17th, which I thought was awesome. And I was like, crap, I missed out. And the stock starts going down. Now I mean, the discovery has given up literally all their gains from that initial pop. So there was an initial pop and the, the stock started going down. Stocks actually trading now below where uh, they were before the deal was announced, which I think is interesting. So you want to just, I'll break down what the deal is. So AT&T, they received $43 billion, which is a combination of cash, debt, securities, and they also retained some of Warner Media's debt. And then for AT&T shareholders, they get 71% of the equity that's distributed via shares of stock. So this is a reverse Morris trust. And then Discovery gets contributes 100% of its business. So the end product is that Discovery shareholders get 29% 
of the common equity in the new merged entity. So just to give you a little idea of my thinking here. So you have Discovery at the merger with Warner Media, and you get this worldwide distribution, right? It's part of the streaming wars of the, you get the HBO, CNN, sports rights, iconic brands. You get the DC brands. So you get, what is it? Like Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. You get a bunch of these. There's probably some other ones too that I'm not thinking of the top of my head. What's interesting too, is that they're going to be spending a ton on content. So I'm just reading right here, their initial content uh, spend targets, 20 billion. Which is interesting, right? Because if you look at where Netflix guides for their spending for this year, 2021, they guide 17 billion. So you'll actually have greater content spend at the new entity than you would at Netflix, which I just think is really interesting. We're talking about scale. So if you're combining HBO Max, which I, by the way, it's an awesome service, you combine HBO Max and Discovery Plus, which has been doing really well, I think this is awesome. I, I mean, I cannot. I actually think, think it's amazing what, what they're doing. I think it's brilliant. So why is the stock down? And that's always one of the things I like to ask myself is if I'm involved in something and I'm buying and I think I'm so smart, what am I seeing if the market isn't? And I'm actually, I get especially concerned. This isn't a micro cap stock, right? Where you have three shareholders selling and, and the stock goes down 20%, right? This is a pretty large company. So what the, what the hell is going on that with such a large company, there should be so much price discovery. What, why are things so inefficient here? So I have a few theories. I think one of them is that this is, first of all, this deal is supposed to take two years. So a lot could happen in two years. And again, if you look on Wall Street, most people are incentivized to be more short-term, right? To have something play out over two years, there's going to actually be a whole slew of shareholders that sell and not want the stock because of such a long uh, term time horizon that many people on Wall Street don't have. The other thing too is right. You have the AT and T shareholders, which are more the there's a dividend. This new entity is not going to have a dividend. So there's a thinking among some of my colleagues and me included that it's possible. It's possible that the when the new merged entity gets created that the, AT, the old AT&T shareholders might sell some of the stock. So you see this in spinoffs a lot, right? Where you have some company and they spin off a business and the existing shareholders just sell off the spinoff entity because it's not really in line with what they're doing or once it's too small and they have to sell it. So here's an example where you have two different class of shareholders and it's potential that the AT&T shareholders, some of them are going to just indiscriminately sell the new merged entity of the Discovery Warner Media uh, entity. So that could create some indiscriminate selling. I don't really care if it goes down more. I just might buy more. So I, I don't really see that as an issue, uh, especially if you're holding it long-term. If you're doing something short-term to play to play the merger, I don't know how you would do that over two years. Yeah, you could get screwed if you have that initial drop in the price. But I think for long-term holders who really see the valuation here, it should only be an opportunity to buy more. What else? I think the other thing too, the other concern is that the the leverage is going to be pretty high to start. I think it's like going to be like five times debt to EBITDA, which is pretty high. And I'll get into it a little bit, but I think the fact that this is a streaming discovery is in the in the is a by many still looked at as a sort of melting ice cube for legacy cable, even though I think the streaming is offsetting a lot of that. It's possible that they just see, okay, here's just more cable 
that's going to, you know, go by the wayside and, and putting two entities together doesn't really do anything. So therefore this is a crappy deal and, and, and people are selling off that way. So that's another potential reason the stock is down. I did think it was interesting. So I, and I, I don't usually put much weight into this kind of stuff, but here I do. So John Malone, who is Discovery's controlling shareholder, he issued a statement, which I thought was interesting. And I think it's interesting for two reasons. I'll go into that in a second, but I'll read the statement. So he says, after over 30 years of being involved in developing Discovery as a global information and entertainment company, the opportunity to combine with Warner Media to create the ultimate consumer offering in its space is compelling. The industrial logic of this investment grade synergistic combination under the leadership of David Zaslav is appealing. I am delighted to fully support this transaction without asking for or receiving a premium for my high boat shares. I believe we are creating real value for shareholders and a legacy investment for my grandkids. That's a big deal. And I'll tell you why it's a big deal for two reasons. Number one, because it's John Malone. He has the best investment track record in the world for media assets, bar none. So just piggybacking off John Malone has been pretty good over time. But why I think it's also a huge deal is he's willing to give up control. So John Malone, uh, if you ever read the book Cable Cowboy, if you do not highly recommend it, if you look over his career starting TCI, John Malone has made money through controlling his investments and using debt very wisely uh, and doing all sorts of financial engineering to, to make good money. And he's a value investor at heart. The fact that he's willing to give up control for this deal to me, speaks the volumes to how much he loves this deal, that he's willing to give up control because he does not do that very easily. So that's a big deal. He also was on CNBC just the other day. I'll post a link to that interview in the show notes. And I might even do another episode just on my reaction and, and some more commentary on his interview, which I won't do. If you just take a look, so if we just you know look at the valuation just to get a sense of what I'm seeing, right? So you have you do have the Series A and the Series uh, C shares. You have some B shares as well. But if you total all the class of stock up, you get about $21 billion-ish in uh, equity for Discovery. So remember, they're going to get 29% of this new company. So that would give you $72 billion in new company equity. Discovery has, so you're going to get $15 billion of Discovery debt. And then the Warner Media AT&T debt, you get $43 billion. So the enterprise value of the new business comes out to about $130 billion-ish. So the company has given some guidance looking at the 2023. I would, I would say this is going to be pretty realistic. I don't always trust guidance, but with a company like this where you have a lot of visibility, I'd say this will be pretty accurate. And you might even, they could even do better than this. But yeah, so anyway, look, looking out to 2023, the company guides revenue of $52 billion. So 15 billion of that um, is direct to consumer, 14 billion is of the adjusted EBITDA, and then they have a free cash flow conversion rate of 60%. And then they're targeting to leveraging their debt. So remember I said it was going to be about five, they're going to leverage to around three times uh, EBITDA. So what's interesting, right? If let's assume very baseline, nothing extra happens, right? There's no synergistic efficiencies or whatever. But just the basic enterprise value for 2023, we've looking at their projections, that gives you $114 billion of enterprise value or about, and their EBITDA, they're going to target right 14 billion. That's 8.1 times enterprise value to EBITDA. So call it eight, right? 
That is ridiculously low, super low valuation when you have all these ways to win here. Even if you were to say, okay, let's say the thing is worth 12, right? Which I think is probably a more appropriate conservative-ish, but appropriate valuation. You get to slightly under 40 billion, but it's about 75% upside on the stock just based off their projections alone without anything really incredible happening. Let's say things get better in the the valuation gets to 15 times. Just using those numbers, you get 100, about 130% upside. And then, of course, it's even more upside if those numbers come out better. And then you get the upside both on the financials and the, the valuation. I talked a little bit about, okay, so why has the stock dropped? This sounds so wonderful. So you know, I think the time thing is a big deal. The fact that it's going to take two years, it's not an overnight you know, or three months still closing. I think you would see a very different scenario. The arbitrageurs would come in. And then there's that, I think, that overhang of the leverage. I think people get nervous about the leverage. Now, it's interesting. I just rebought into Discovery. So I actually had owned Discovery when John Malone actually came on CNBC a few years ago and was, was I think Discovery is cheap. It kind of had me, made me look at it again when I was around 18. Uh, and the thing was screaming cheap. It was being priced as it was just going to you know, be a melting ice cube forever. But of course, they did, the, they did that Scripps merger and people were nervous about the leverage. And they projected, I think they levered up to around five times as well. And, and they projected they'd get back to a little over, I think it was like three and a half times leverage in, in about two years. However, once they did that deal, they hit the leverage targets in, it was under a year and the synergies were actually double what were projected. That was a huge home run for Discovery. And then of course, all the crazy shit with Discovery happened after in the stock round, like in the seventies, whatever. I, I wish I held it till then, but I, I sold it not too long ago and I'm buying back. I, I just bought back in shortly after the merger was announced. But th- to be honest, this is a capital light. These are capital light businesses. They literally spew off free cash flow. So I have no concern that the debt gets paid down pretty quickly. And I was talking earlier before that you have pretty good revenue visibility. So one of the things with cable, right, is if you talk about legacy cable, they operate, these bundles operate on these multi-year contracts. So you get some better visibility on the revenue side. And as the direct-to-consumer business grows and matures, you get much better revenue and visibility, I'm sorry, not revenue, you get better visibility on just the cash flows that the subscription uh, business generates. So you, any, anyone who runs a subscription business knows that as it matures, uh, you can get pretty good visibility on the subscription side too. So I think this is, you know, I don't want to say it's a no-brainer, but I think there's a lot of ways to win and it's priced so cheaply right now that you're, it's being priced like a melting ice cube. And I, I think that there's a lot of ways to win and even a normal valuation uh, gives you a tremendous upside in, in, in just a few years. So that's my views on discovery is that the Monish Pabrai saying goes, head you win, tails, you don't lose a lot. I think this is a case where head you win. And, and, and there's plenty of situations where even if it's not a home run, you can still do okay. So I love getting involved in, in situations like that are just completely asymmetric. And I think that this discovery merger is one of them. Anyway, I'm Eric Schleim, and I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you on the next one. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Intelligent Investing Podcast with Eric Schlein. If you'd like to connect with Eric for questions, comments, feedback, ideas, or to inquire about being on the show, please contact Eric at intelligentinvesting at gmail.com. So in the words of Charlie Munger, I have nothing to add.